0: to the marvel cinematic university podcast i'm your host anthony canton the third and we are concluding our coverage of the disney plus series secret invasion the episode is titled home this show ain't gotta go home but i gotta get the hell out of here we'll get to it in a sec we'll get to it in a sec a uh, quick reminder to everybody patreon.com slash you can get our bonus content get into the discord for just three dollars And also get yourself an opportunity on appearing with us, me and Jake on a future mailbag. If you do happen to support the show like that, we've also been having a lot of fun talking about this series and the way that it concluded. And this is why we're here. So first, let's get to the panel. We got the super producer, Jake Christie in the house. Jake, how are
1: you? I'm doing well. Thank you all for uh, holding down the fort when I was gone last week. Uh was a wonderful pod, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back to talk about uh, the series finale of this program. Of course, and and
0: also, programming reminder, if you didn't listen and if you partook in the Barbenheimer experience, both Jake and Michael Springthorpe have a very, very comprehensive in-depth look at both movies and the phenomenon that was last weekend, so check that out. And of course, our other guest, he's been hanging out this entire time for the last four episodes, and we appreciate him coming back to close this out with us. Rod Morrow, a.k.a. the black guy who tips. Rod, what's going on, bro?
2: Hey, thanks for having me back. Is it hot
1: enough for you?
0: (laughs) Is it hot (laughs) enough for My God
1: today. You see, I feel like your tweet earlier today about how you found your calling doing uh, TikToks as a postal worker. I think that's true. Like that is actually like I, when I went on, cause I, I don't really use TikTok and I went on I'm like, Oh, AC's, like these actually have gotten rel- moderately successful. And yeah, this is his calling.
0: I, was, I, was, I didn't realize that people were responding. Oh, well, I was like, okay, all right, this might be a thing. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, but secret invasion, secret invasion yes. folks. Home. Um, guys, Actually, you know what, Jake? I want to start with you first because you weren't here last week. Give me your thoughts on episode five, and let's just roll into episode six and kind of the setup of how you thought this might have turned out and then your general thoughts on six.
1: So I think that your analysis last week for everyone about the way that the reveals have gone I think is spot on, that um, the fact that this ended up being about the Avengers DNA was something that they should not have left till the end of episode five. Like that's like just, just a malpractice of storytelling Mm -hmm. because I think that um, it's easy to confuse from the outside making a decision so that you don't know for sure what someone's motivations are. That is easy to confuse with, not telling us their motivations, so we think that they're just acting randomly. And that's what happened here, where Fury's actions made no sense, but not in an interesting way. And like, uh, okay, they're just not telling us something. Like, if you're not going to tell the audience something, the audience should not know that you're not telling them something. It should come as a surprise. And this entire time, it's like, I know that I'm just waiting for a shoe to drop for these actions to make sense. And that's not good storytelling. That's like, it waiting for reveals is not a propulsive way to tell stories and it felt like rather than have events happen it just was like we kept being set up for like okay there's gonna be a reveal that happened so that's why i'm gonna watch the end of this episode and like i don't know that's just like very lazy and i think just misunderstands what um what tv is all about and so i thought that like you know there were fine moments and i think that anytime you know we get olivia coleman and samuel jackson on screen is good and you know it was interesting to see gaia you know, have something to do for once. Um, But mostly just, like, why is the question I'm asking with a lot of this. And not, like, in, like, a joking, like, oh, why do they do this? But just, like, I would like to hear them explain why they decided to tell the story in this way, why these were the things they wanted to happen. And I suspect, and the reason why I want to know that is because I suspect it's because of a lot of compromises. This feels like a story. This feels like the first MCU project that was, that what a lot of MCU projects have felt like A person's idea that's been kind of beaten, has had all the creativity beaten out of it. This one felt like there was no creative backbone to begin with. It just was, it was made by the people who do the beating, you know, like it was made by the team of producers who want to make everything easy to digest. And so it's just been disappointing. And last episode was, you know, better than the finale, I guess, but that's not saying much.
0: And and with that said, you might as well roll in straight to uh, what you thought you saw here in this finale. Give me your by-the-numbers general thoughts, because we'll dive into like the nooks yeah. and crannies, but give me what you got, and then we'll go to
1: Rod. It, I'm not the first person to make this observation. It's been all over Twitter, but it truly is like someone watched the parody ending of She-Hulk and said, oh, yeah, that's how we want this to end. <laughs> like, it's... And also, like the whole bit with the Avengers powers, it really gave shades of like an eight year old like and then, um, she has the powers of mantis and um also <laughs> Captain Marvel and um Drax like it just was beyond the like childish fan fiction want to create a character that has all the Avengers powers. is there a good narrative reason to do that? and I the answer is no. And then the stuff with fury, like I don't know, has Shuri been on that much of a journey in the show? Like he's goes back up to Saber and he just happens to bring his scroll wife up there, which is like cool, but we didn't even know he had a wife to begin with to start the show. So what does that have to do with anything? Oh my god. Rod, uh give r-
0: give me uh, give me your general thoughts. I want I want to hear what you generally thought of this episode.
2: Um <clears throat> I guess it's weird to say I wasn't underwhelmed because I didn't have high hopes. So it kind of ended the way I, you know, I thought it would end. I was holding out hope that they give us some like I, I really wanted Gravik to give us like a better villain speech thing. And it turns out he's not even giving it to Fury. You know, there's just like there's just these moments where it felt like they had to set up for good, some good things, and then they just, uh, to me, did not land the decisions well. Um. You know the roadie reveal thing is gonna be interesting. Um, it's yeah. I I just I, I felt like there's so much stuff they did foreshadow and tell us that it led to us being like we know what's gonna happen. But also at the same time, there's there weren't a lot of twists and turns. Like almost all of it went kind of by the numbers. Uh, there were some things even last week that you know we predicted that were absolutely the way they went with this shit. Um, so I was a little like man, you know, you got to give me a little bit of a a surprise ending. We've, we've watched too many of these shows at this point for us not to like the writers need to know they got to surprise us. Uh, So, and then, you know, the main thing for me was like the heart and soul of the show landing on the relationship between him and his wife. It just felt like, so like they didn't put the work in for me to feel that that was an emotional uh, conclusion to the episode. I think, you know, and I love Black acting. Y'all know me. I'm biased as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're relying on me just going, look at this beautiful Black couple that decided that they're in love and they're going to be together. And it's like that had nothing to do with why we came to watch this show,
1: man. What someone pointed out, uh, film critic Sedan Adlanka pointed out on Twitter, that technically speaking Sacred Invasion ends with the same emotional beat as the original Shrek. That someone who has <laughs> an ugly other form transforms, yeah. and the other person still kisses them because they still love. It's the same. It's a, and yeah. that is, I think, the biggest indictment you can make. We In may fa- get if, like yeah. plenty
2: of scroll porn from this point on. Like we're gonna get some freaky cosplay. You love to see that. Some interspecies loving, but I, I, that's not why I came to this series. And uh, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball at the end for me.
0: Hey, man, Let me tell you. You know, two people who liked that, that that end right there when she turned into the scroll and they did the makeout scene, Kenya Barris and Shonda Rhimes. Let me tell you, boy. Ooh, boy, they 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 they, they did mean, the Denzel Glory. i sure
1: Kenya Barris did though. Are, are Listen, it? It, in, because it, in, it looks, he liked that it interracial lo- thing. That's that's no. The thing. thing is. It looks like Samuel Jackson and the other actors actually kissed. They didn't have to CGI it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Fair damn. point. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Touche. But man,
0: man, man, let me tell you. They, uh, Rod, you couldn't hit it any better. Jakey couldn't hit it any better. I think when you look at this episode and you kind of look at the series as a whole, what, what was the point of this show? Is the, is the question that you can ask, and then you don't really have an answer. You don't have an answer. You don't have anything concrete. They just put this out there to be put out. This show didn't try to say anything, didn't try to do anything. This show just happened. This show was just there. And I think that is the biggest indictment of an MCU property that I've ever seen to this point. Because, I mean, Jake, we've reviewed all of these things. We've reviewed all of these properties. We've had issues with plenty of them in certain aspects, but I myself have never seen something in the MCU just be something that, wow, I really could have skipped this. I really could have skipped this entire thing and it wouldn't have, wouldn't have made a difference. And that is, and I was thinking about this yesterday because on the discord, I was going back uh, back and forth with some folks and, I think it was the first time that I had felt, and this is just me looking at the tea leaves and looking at what's ahead, the writer strike, the actor strike, um, the Jonathan Major situation with whom they have put their entire stake on. There's quotes that they have put this entire thing on him, and now that's very up in the air at the very least. With that being said, and also the best show in the, the, the arguably the best show in the Disney Plus era has him in it coming up in October. So you're staring at that. You have that per problem in there. Then you have the Marvels coming out, which is the... Which is honestly, I'll just put it to you this way. This is the movie that the internet, the, the dude boys on the internet are just going to make it negative, regardless of whether the movie is good or not. So like, then there's just going to be a bad taste in your mouth. And then Echo, they're, use, they're doing a binge model. And this is the first time they've ever done anything like that. So we don't know how that's going to work either. So this is the first time I would say that the MCU is a, is very, very, is teetering on on a place where I, we have, we fr- quite frankly, we haven't seen. So I think just big picture wise, that is something interesting to watch as the rest of the year goes. But specifically to this show's point, uh, you mentioned the the graphic uh, scene. Kingsley Benadier, great acting in that scene. He was really intense. It was really cool. I just hated, 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 hated that the explanation that we've been looking for that I've been talking about this entire series from Fury as to why he was up there that entire time came from Gaia. That is just yeah. something that you can't do and have it yeah. mean anything to what a conversation like that should be in your in your finale even though we should have gotten that before way before that. So I think that part is frustrating. Um the the scroll roadie thing we can kind of talk about that now too because the the reveal the director uh, revealed today that at least it's, it's an intimation that it seems to be that civil war was when this happened which to a lot of people now i i have mixed more mixed thoughts on that mm-hmm. but to a lot of people it's like you just kind of ruin end game. And and a uh, roadie like generally for 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 a lot of folks. So this is a lot of stuff that just generally happened. And I mean, I could even go to the Dragon Ball Z fight that we saw. Power mm-hmm. levels, not my power levels, ten thousand. I can't believe it. Looking all super saiyan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the ebony Maw. should. And you have Avengers. You have all of these people's DNA. And the DNA apparently means that you can have Ebony Maw's rings appear and Drax's tattoos appear. It's just like little attention to detail stuff that we weren't in, weren't seeing before that this just felt. It either felt like what you said earlier, Jake, that they were either the creativity was beaten out of them or they were just lazy. Because honestly, that aspect of the CGI, that's just lazy for them to do. Well-
1: I think in the CGI stuff. It's not a secret that all of the good VFX companies refuse to work for Marvel at this point because their mm. demands are so ridiculous. They can't make up their mind. That you know that they ask for like thirty out, like thirty hour days, mm. uh, like a day before it's supposed to go out, and that's what you get. And I have no, I don't want to besmirch any of the people who actually are doing the VFX stuff because I'm sure, like with what we heard about so many different projects, particularly mm. Ant Man, it's like if you ask, and even the best VFX artists in the world, if you ask them to change something six times after you shot it, and to fix the mistakes you made when you are shooting it, then the work is not going to be that good, because that's just the way it is. And so, it's like, I I think that they keep trying to find, like, they keep trying to VFX their way out of a bad VFX problem, and it's like, the solution is to just stop using so much VFX. Like, that's the only way to do it. Like, unless you're going to get Jim Cameron and Weta back on your side. You're not going to be able to technology yourself out of this problem. You just need to come up with stories and ways of filmmaking that are more tactile and real because it's not like... Like, I saw a big... Because I, I don't know if you saw, there was the post that went around about the shot of Samuel Jackson in Spider-Man Far From Home where he's just sitting in a chair with a gun and it's all the effects, like the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a shot people were like, this is why these cost so much. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's actually not true. They I mean, that it's... Now, that someone pointed out that the reason they do that, well, someone said, was because they don't want to pay set decorators or whatever. And, like, that's actually not true at all. The reason is because they don't want to have to make a decision on the day that they shoot anything. Mm -hmm. And what happens then is that you end up paying for every single background, every single character element six times over because you keep making it over and over and over again. So if you're like, oh, how is it more expensive to make stuff on computers than it is just to build stuff? It's because when you build it, you only build it once and you have to have it. And so it's like, I would just so much rather have seen them pick like three superheroes that they get the powers from really spend a lot of time on getting that to look right and make that the fight instead of like, it just feels like it feels like they didn't decide what superheroes they're going to use until after they shot it. And that's like a huge problem.
0: Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Rod, I want to get your thoughts about that, about that mm-hmm. sequence, which, you know, people could talk about the physicality of it was cool or whatever, but I I just found it, considering what the show was to that point, it just felt very out of place. Even though we knew this was going to happen, it still right. felt out of place.
2: Uh, Well, so a couple things for me. I think I did want to see Gaia versus Gravik more than I wanted to see Fury versus Gravik because I felt mm-hmm. like she was owed a comeuppance for him killing her father. Correct. I don't think the show spent enough time with Gaia to make me feel the like balancing of a scale of justice when she kills him you know um then the op thing where they have all the powers of everybody i still don't understand how she won that fight to be honest (laughs) because i thought extremists he could just heal himself or something but they just decided that he couldn't for some reason and so i guess he's dead because they need him to be dead you know or maybe they'll bring him back i don't know but that so like the conclusion of that fight left me kind of Feeling like, what are the rules here? I thought y'all both had, like, you know, God powers. Um, the CGI thing to me didn't feel lazy, in the like, like, I wasn't necessarily concerned about the looks of it as far as, like, oh, yeah, you punched him in the sky, you went in the air. Like, I, it, it was, I, it yeah, was fine. I, I'm fun. not, yeah, like, it looked fine to me in that angle. What feels lazy is, like you said, we, it felt like a, person higher up on the creative chain came to the artist and said, and now look, I have, I don't know, but this is how it felt to me. Of course. We need to know that's Drax's arm that she punched on it. And it's like, to me, that's just like, no. That's not a good decision because yeah, it's going to look great when like the YouTube people go through and take it frame by frame and go, oh, that was Groot's thing and that was Drax's arm and these are ice powers and this is it. That's going to look great for them to have fun, but just watching it visually is more confusing than anything else. And it leaves you with this is this the most powerful person in the MCU now? Because they have everyone's power, can immediately master it. No training, no uh whatever. And so I think those were the the things that came out of that fight for me. Um and just I I cannot uh and I like I'm not one of these people that bashes shows. I, I generally like most things, but right. I cannot express how much of a letdown it is to have Gaia be Nick Fury. I, I just think, like, even if it would have been some kind of way where, like, maybe Nick Fury was, like, able to, like, send a message to Gravick or, like, some kind of way for that to be a real moment, it's a f- fully fake moment. Like, Nick Fury doesn't have to reckon with the guilt of any of that stuff. He He may feel like that or he may not. That may yeah, just be what know. Gaia thought to say, and Gravik doesn't really get his villain like thing off of his chest, really. Like he's he's saying it to this to the strength. It just yeah. felt, it felt yeah. like bad decisions to me.
0: Rod, I mean, listen, one hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. That that part of it was very difficult for me, especially the idea that. I knew already that Gaia was there. So, like, once you know and it's like Fury's talking and it's like, oh, my God. Like, this is kind of what I wanted to see. I wanted to have Fury kind of deal. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, Fury's the ops. Fury Fury looks like the ops. There's no other way that you can tell me after seeing the way that this series went that Fury is not the Ops. And I know y'all tried to tell me last week about the Eric Adams comment. Listen, man, this dude did all this and then just rolled out at the end. We'll what say, the he's,
1: he's been the Ops. I, I know that, I know... That you go, you want to pretend he's not because he's Samuel L. Jackson and he's cool. But let's go back to 2012's The Avengers, where this dude is making like weapons. He's a That's high-level cool. government official making secret weapons to control you, like to like he's been the ops the whole time. Like let's not pretend because this, this, really so agree- this is so
0: egregious. This is so egregious. To this is even more egregious than that because right, if if you really think about it, the he he you know bamboozled, led him astray as far as the Skrulls are concerned, and then. Yo, know, the way that he played the Avengers, just picking up all their DNA, trusting an alien race to hold on to that DNA. And then all of a sudden, and then also he willingly gives up the vial. So now you have two super scrolls, two mm-hmm. super duper duper scrolls who, like Rod said, power sets are just like infinity out there. And then he's I, just and then he
2: kisses his wife me, and he leaves there's the other part for me is i think the difference is the old fury they leaned into that like they leaned into like yo he's shady and will but if he thinks it'll help protect the world he's gonna do it he don't give a damn you know like if Mm -hmm. if that means he gonna be arresting iron man he'll arrest iron man if he got to if he gotta arrest captain america he'll arrest captain america to prove his point like he was that guy, you know. He was the guy that's like, I'll I'll nuke New York then. Like, mm-hmm. y'all got 15 minutes to save it, or it's just gonna be a hole in the sky. I don't know what to tell you guys. Why didn't this series lean into that? Because the writing, if you look at it, I I think it fixes almost every issue I have. If Furious, like I didn't tell the Avengers because I did I did some shady stuff. I have their DNA. That's why the Avengers ain't coming in Episode Six because I don't want them to come. And it's up to me. And I'm about to lie to Gravick again. And, like, I, it would have almost been better if if he, like, low-key does find a way to kill Gravick. You know what I mean? To be like, yeah, "Yeah, I betrayed this dude, and I let him down, and it's on me. But also, I can't let these fools run the world. I'm not about to let that happen. I'm Nick Fury. And if I got to be a bad guy to get it done, then I'm going to be a bad guy. Instead, we end with him, like, kissing his wife. (laughs) But then, like, like,
1: (laughs) I think what to relate it to a film that's in uh, theaters these days, I think a thing that Oppenheimer does really, 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 really well is that it acknowledges that people who make big world-changing mistakes that cause problems often try try to frame it as if it's their, that their self-pity is the most important part. And Oppenheimer as a film interrogates that and like points out that that's a bad thing to do. Whereas this whole series kind of takes Nick Fury's side where it's like, isn't it so hard for him that all the bad things that obviously were going to come back and bite him in the ass are biting him in the ass? Yeah, no shit. If you right. promise a race of people that they're going to have a homeland but then you use them for like secret agent missions and then don't end giving them a homeland, I'm not going to feel sorry for you that right. it's like he doesn't take responsibility and at the end we're like, yup, he gets his happy ending. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a happy ending, but he because he's not there when graphic is making his speech, we never, Nick Fury never actually has to look at the enormity of what he did. And right. that is what makes him an interesting character. I'm here for a complex character at the uh, start of a TV show, but because Disney is so afraid of that, rather than like, what they end up doing is keeping Nick Fury and Paper as a complex character, but they then treat him narratively as if he's just a good guy. Like, they give yes. him the arcs that a, a good guy would have. But it's like, no, he's a lot it's, of It's more like, stuff. It's
2: like yeah. if you ended Barbie with with Ken and Barbie kissing and being like, yeah. we're in love. That's how exactly. it felt to me. Like, oh, this is the easy way out. That a lot of people would have taken, and some people will accept. Like there's some there's a there's people who emotionally will accept that as like an ending of like, oh his arc was to to reconcile his guilt with his wife, and now they're gonna go in space and be happy together. And to me, I'm like, this man. Destroyed the world. What about, also, not... what about
1: Yeah, reconcile that with Maria Hill's mom. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, like, his wife. <laughs> like this man. This man has the, done the so much. People... she gives
0: him um, in episode two. Make sure it matters. And did it matter? I don't think so. Right. Characters.
2: Just... There are characters we watch die that we've known for years, and his wife yeah. for us just showed up. So like, <laughs> you want me to feel a relationship to her because you're just telling me. I'm supposed yeah. to feel something because they told me this is his wife. It
0: I I don't it, I didn't like that. And then he was just cool that Talos died and it's like all right, all
1: right man, like we had a good <laughs> run. But so AC, if 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 you died in like a firefight and I acted like Nick Fury does, people would be like, Man, Jake's a horrible friend, man. This is the yeah. podcast with him for years. I'm yeah. saying, man. Like, did terrible. Jake
2: kill AC? Did he <laughs> save him up? Like this man really drove off like he forgot his fries at Wendy's, like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't eat like them fries anyway. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus. It, it, it really it really boggles my it really boggles my mind that they just went so flat with this overall it's just so flat like all of it feels so flat i just don't understand how you could come into this series and just decide to just go this route with it and then present it to everybody and think that it's you know it's peaches and the, cream like also
2: yeah, i think yeah. the runtime the runtime say a lot too because
1: uh-huh.
2: the beginning of this thing was like 50 minutes 40 yeah, minutes 50, 45 yeah. minutes and the last few episodes were like a half hour like they were just like get this shit over with, over with. okay yeah. we just need to get to the story beats doesn't matter if they make sense or not we know mm-hmm. the landing spots we want to land in like we know the impli- Like, okay, we know what we want to do with Gaia. We know what we want to do with Nick Fury, put him back in space so he can be for the Marvels. Like, they knew those landing spots, and they were just like, whatever it takes to get there, we don't got time for all this.
1: I also suspect they cut out a lot of stuff. I don't think that the scripts were right. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. all the scripts were mm-hmm. the same length, and they just cut a ton of shit out of that makes sense. the later episodes. Because I think the problem mm-hmm. the show ends up having is that they decided, I think this is the correct decision, that... Mm-hmm. The Disney Plus series is, can't be essential viewing for everyone because no one – that just devalues the movies, right? Right. So, but, it, but they also still want it to feel important. So what the, they're trying to thread a needle of telling a story about like a worldwide invasion of aliens but mm. also not making it have any important consequences that you need to know to see the movies. And that is an impossible square to circle. So it's it's kind of like when, back when they were doing the Netflix Marvel shows, I think they did really well, I feel like, is having the story small enough where it makes sense that they don't have to relate to the movies. And right. so, like, mm-hmm. it, th- this show has to bend over backwards around itself so many times to explain why it is both a serious thing for us to care about, but also, if you don't watch it, it's okay. Because those things can't be true with what the story they're telling.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is 100% correct. And... I think this is, I mean, this is the sign of all signs that we have reached the saturation point of, of this Disney plus era. I think the argument when Kevin Feige presented it a few years ago was like, Hey, these shows are supposed to mean something. You'll see big things happen in them. And I think at the beginning with Wanda and Loki, and I I mean, even Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I would say, like you know, stuff that is relevant to the overall narrative and product of the MCU happen. I and I also think something like She-Hulk. I said this a couple weeks ago, but something like She-Hulk. When you put a when you're able to have a character and then make us know this person and understand this person and uh, and even on top of that, like this person and want to see this person do well and succeed and. And have stuff like that happen, it's it 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 makes the viewing experience matter and it makes the viewing experience important and, and you feel happy about what you're watching. And this is just an, an example of they took this character. I wanted to know more about Nick Fury, and I feel like I don't know shit. And yeah, they didn't have to do that, but they chose to, to, I think to, the to, thing, to go
2: that way. The mm-hmm. thing that we're supposed to have know about him that we didn't know before is that he got a wife yeah like i really think that's all like like even the stuff with the scrolls like we don't spend time with that we just we kind of get some some like secondhand like uh, he did this and he did that but we don't get like uh, flat like a lot of flashbacks i think we got one flashback to that shit like I don't know, man. Just, I don't know. Man. No, I'm
0: glad you. No, I'm glad you said that too, <laughs> Rob. Because the Skrull thing is, if you are, and also remember, Captain Marvel was something that they chose to build the scroll characters, the Cree Skrull war, make that a thing, and for it to come to this, and for the Skrulls essentially to be kind of in the passenger seat, as far as the series is concerned. And it turning into an empty Nick Fury series, um, I think it's just honestly it's dis- it's not only disappointing but it's also just like it's like it makes me look at them like what it, what happened what like yeah. what is happening um, in the thought process to be able to put something out like this because I I just can't I can't what I can't reconcile with is that they put this out and then they thought that this was the thing. Or it's like you could either you either have two schools of thought what I just said, or they just said, "Hey, we got to get this out." And I think either there is no there is no good answer
1: there. I think the second is true, just based, and it feels like the series got a lot less advertising dollars for it than others. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that they knew they had it done. I really do. Um, yeah. And so, I, I I think that the biggest. I, the the biggest thing that offends me about it more than it is just that like if this series cost half as much as it did it would be like whatever but it's like mm-hmm. if you're gonna spend the amount that you spend on a blockbuster movie on it then like what what's the point like what is the point of doing TV if it's gonna cost as much as a movie like
0: yeah I
1: mean and, and I and I to go back with the thing you were saying about She Hulk because She Hulk was a, the rare what I think She Hulk and Miss Marvel were the two series that were able to justify their own existence independently of the movies that this like that they're characters you didn't see before and that they're interesting to see because you cared about the characters. That's not to say that WandaVision and Loki were unsuccessful in any way. It's just that obviously you'd see them because you knew the characters. Right. And I think that this show had an opportunity to do something like that. And I think that it, it it thought that it would carry the goodwill of Nick Fury as a character and the other characters involved to make a show people cared about. But like, that's just not enough, especially now. Like we're just kind of, we're, it's we're at the place like, I think that so many of the bad decisions made at Marvel Studios are they the, with, are made with the expectation that 2018 and 2019 were the norm, as opposed to a crazy outlier. That like yeah. no, like it's actually the norm is like 2015, 16. We're like these movies can be very successful, but they have to be good. They have to be have likable people in them. Yada yada yada. And so like no, we weren't just going to tune in and like it because it had characters we recognize. It's we're not we're not at that place anymore. Like Captain Marvel only made a billion dollars because of when it came out, not because people will flock to anything that much.
2: yeah Yeah. i think also like there are some fans that are still like that that are like like i know some fans that really like this series um like i was talking uh to to some people and i didn't realize they liked it so much so i was just kind of like yeah i think this is weird this and they're like what and i was like oh okay so there are people that this is for and i think we got some
0: of those tweets today
2: yeah. And I think what happened, I, I mean, my wife likes all this Marvel stuff. She's actually a Marvel movie nerd, not a nerd of the comic books and all the stuff that came before it. So to her, this is her nerddom. You see what I'm saying? So like she has an attachment to the stories that I don't necessarily have because I saw the original. I read the original Secret Invasion and Secret Wars and stuff. So for me, I'm like, this could be epic. For her, she's like, cool, Nick Fury cosplay basically, like, dope. He got a black wife. He they they uh the guy got power, got a <laughs> but yeah, does he?
1: But, but does, does he have right? a black wife? But does he? <laughs> but but you know
2: what I mean? Like there's stuff that she can find in it to enjoy that I'm like, I think uh it, it always I was always concerned about this secret invasion idea in this in the in the Marvel universe mostly because I felt like even the comic was a little bit like weird. But the reason the comics yeah. work is because you can go big. Like you can say like Spider-Man is cloned in the, com- is a, is yeah. a scroll in the comic books. You just can't say that with these stars on a TV show. You're not going to get Chris Evans to come in for an episode and and be a scroll. So it was already a big lift, you know? And what we got was something that I'm not a fan of, which is just basically anybody can be anybody TV. You yeah. know, it's like, uh for me, uh no offense to those listening, but the bad Mission Impossible films where it's like, oh, everyone's wearing a mask. Every character is just not, well, this is not even writing. This isn't clever. You're just, you, you, you're you just, you're just setting it. something up and then using yeah. movie magic to be like, but it wasn't that. Like, that's not, that's how this felt to me as opposed to like, good streamlined writing that was clever. And, and when it, like go turns the other way zigs instead of zags i go oh my god they're thinking about everything instead i felt like it was just paint by the numbers how do we get through this without it being a show that you have to watch like we are now at a point where it's like we want somebody to see the marvels and it's like this show could have never happened and you can go watch the marvels and be like yes nick fury was in space last time i saw him in a movie And now he's back in space monitoring the space station again because that's what Nick Fury does. I didn't even see this damn show.
0: Yep. I think, yeah, that couldn't have been put any better regarding that. Couple things. Okay. I want to dive back into the roadie thing because this is going to be a conversation that kind of continues. Rod, I think you've been very vocal about your feelings on that. All right. So when we find the real roadie after Skrull Roadie gets killed. He is with, um, we, we see Everett Ross too. That's a, that's a lesser interesting when that happened, but Mm -hmm. let's stick to the roadie thing for now. So clearly roadie is struggling to move once he is uh, released from his slumber and he has the hospital gown on. And this is exactly what the director said. Well, you can point to when he had the hospital gown on last. And that was when vision shot him out of the sky in Civil War, and I see you shaking your head, Rod. Please give me your thoughts. I want, it it seems like this is the case. So now Armor Wars (sighs) is built around a person who has been completely gone, (laughs) never knew that Tony Stark died, never knew that people got snapped or blipped or any of that other stuff. Like all of that character work is out the window. Give me your thoughts, right?
2: So here's the 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 positive spin on it is
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's a way they can give Don Cheadle such a kick-ass acting moment if yeah. montage of just people catching him up and him being devastated. Like
0: it's there. It's it really is yeah, there. Like, like that
2: tight shot on someone's face. It's like they're finding out all this stuff that's happened in this universe in the time that they were, uh, you know, incapacitated. That could be like a great moment that maybe even makes it feel redemptive. Like, oh, okay, I didn't like this decision, but now I'm seeing the real roadie react to this stuff. and, uh, And maybe, a, but we didn't get that here. So I don't know <laughs> if we'll ever get that moment. The moment that we did get, just to me... It just kind of sucked. It felt like you undercut the character. This guy that we've got to know is like Tony's best friend, has been not even his best friend this whole damn time since Civil War dog. Like crying at the funeral was fake, apparently. And then Tony like
0: Stank is fake. What? Is fake. Tony Stank and, is fake? Oh. And my
2: then God. like all the super black conversations with Sam Jackson also fake. Um, and then like I think the the kind of like final straw. Is you dispatch this character, the villain that portrayed him with like a shot to the head, and that's it. So like yep. we don't even get, get like, well now we have this super dope villain and that that's been like portraying this guy for ten years, and uh, and 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 they're like a, a super scary character that knows everything about the Avengers and can do all this. St- we don't even get that because it's just like bam I'm dead. We don't need to discover, oh ask any more questions.
1: Yeah. Now, man. can I ask a question though? Because I up? know that Ali Salim said um, that the Civil War was the time he wore the hospital gown. But a thing I'm, I actually think, and I could be wrong, I've ate Crow before, mm-hmm. but in Infinity War and Endgame, he is wearing like braces. He's wearing like robotic braces on his legs to help him walk. He right? Yes. But then he's not in Falcon and the Soldier in this. And so I thought before I read that quote, That, oh, he must have changed after that. Because why would he be wearing those braces? Like, if he's going to wear those braces, why would he not wear them later? So, like, I'm not... Obviously, I know what the director said, but I also don't think they actually told the director the answer because Marvel's Marvel. But, like, if they do that, they're not going to give an explanation because Marvel often leaves these things open but like that was thing i was confused by it's like why why did the scroll if if rhodi was replaced at civil war which like i said i actually don't think so but i could be wrong Mm -hmm. if if he was why did the scroll decide after endgame okay now i can stop wearing these leg braces
0: here's why i do think it's civil war and it isn't on any information that i have on it I first go to Kevin Feige's comments a couple of weeks ago, where he goes, "Well, it's interesting for fans to now go look back on when this might have happened." Now you say go look back. How far are you really going to look back? Because it's not like there's like a ton of roadie appearances in anything. You the furthest you would go back is um is uh, Iron Man three or something or Iron Man two. And you don't think it's Iron Man two. You don't think it's Iron Man three. You don't think it's Age of Ultron the most obvious thing would be civil war if you were to point to that and also i have gotten to the point now when it comes to the mcu i can't think like me i got to think like them and when i think like them they think that that is a is a is an interesting story to put out there as opposed to because now it has us talking about like this is undercutting character development. This is kind of crazy. It's one of the few um, shock value decisions that I think in the entire history of the the product that they've ever made. This is one of the this is one time where you could be like, oh wow, this is something that like is kind of taking a swing. They're normally pretty rudimentary and kind of simplistic with their explanations. Now, even while saying that this is a swing it is a simplistic explanation to have him out there limping like that and also i don't think that words would be said like that unless it was something close to along those lines i feel like sometimes we look too far to kind of see what the what the actual is this is kind of where like i just see it that particular way. Listen, would I like to be wrong in this case to a degree? I because the endgame stuff you do think about yeah. it, and you do think about that emotional moment when there's only three people with Tony as he dies, and Rhodey is one of those people. That's a that's a meaningful moment. Rhodey is a part of the original Avengers who goes back in time to help stop what uh, the the Thanos situation with the Infinity Stones that's an important story that is told that now is allegedly yeah. not that so i think all when you consider that i totally get why fans are upset i'm like i said i'm mixed on it like there's part of me like eh there's a part of me like huh, if they if they do catch on to it but i am of the opinion at this moment with the way that things are going that i would be concerned about how they adapt that story and tell it in a way that makes sense to the audience, especially the diehards who have, who have been watching this the entire time. So that's kind of my, my take on it right now.
2: So I was yeah, going
1: yeah,
0: oh,
2: to okay, go. Go right. go. okay, say to me, it just feels more like a flippant decision. Like let's make yeah. one of them a scroll. It doesn't feel like, like there we, we planned this 10 years, we planned this five years ago And now this plan is paying off because we painted all these clues the whole way through. And I don't think we're going to get that super cut of like, you know, we should. have Because I think that's what makes stuff clever is when you get that cut of like, oh, remember this scene? And he was acting weird and we didn't know why. Now it makes sense, right? We didn't even get that really. And I don't know that that's out there. Like, at least from what I watched and what I remember, I don't ever remember a, oh, yeah, this was definitely not him um so i i think will maybe they can retcon it in a way that makes sense but for me it didn't feel like a a, like a decision that was made with a lot of forethought i will give them credit for it is a swing it is one of those like for all the marvels on the rails you can't make creative decisions this feels like they let somebody make a decision that i don't like but it's a it's a hell of a decision <laughs> to
0: right, me
2: right. where I'm like, what? oh, so y'all just doing that. Okay, cool. Um, Kev- And Kevin Feige just let y'all do it. Okay, all right, fine. So it does feel like that and it will have repercussions. That was another thing I did say last week and I want to give him credit. There are some things that happened in this finale that I actually do think will affect uh the Marvel Universe going forward. And until last week, I did not feel that way about this series. It felt like everything that was happening was just a neat bottleneck. We were going to go mm-hmm. back to business as usual, like this thing never happened. But between this, uh, obviously Gaia and Liv, uh, Gaia hooking up, um, getting, getting recruited at the end, um, and just the existence of Scrolls and the president's decision about, you know, <laughs> his super hardcore racist decision. Of, <laughs> I was like, just about to every say every alien yo, is bad. Dude, what? Oh my right? god! Like those are. I have to give them credit for that because Mm -hmm. i i would have dinged them for that those are decisions that should affect other properties going forward and need to be addressed in other narratives so i do want to give them some level of acknowledgement that those things did
1: happen even if like i said overall i did not find the series that great i I think the thing that bumps for me with the whole roadie being a scroll all the way back to civil war is that i would actually accept it more if the way that Rhodey acted in this series was perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, clearly, Don shido was told, you're playing a squirrel pretending to be Rhodey. So yeah. Rhodey acts completely differently than... like yeah. So I'm actually... I am willing to believe... Without this series, if you said before the series started, you said Rhodey's been a scroll since Civil War, I'd be like, okay, I guess the scroll got so invested in Rhodey's life and his mind that he, because he has all of Rhodey's memories, you could tell me yeah. that if you, if you're a scroll and you live in a person's body for six years and you have their memories, you actually do get attached to Tony Stark, yada yada yada. Like that is the thing I'm willing to believe. But when we come to Secret Invasion, Rhodey starts acting like a cavalier, messy, you know, yeah. it, it's just a completely different person. So Drink it's like. It. And so, like, I think twists and reveals like this are fine as long as when you go back, there's something to imply it. There is absolutely nothing that happens in any of the properties before this that would imply it's not Rhodey. And like I said, that would be okay if Don Cheadle wasn't acting so hard to make it seem like it's not actually Rhodey in the series. And so it's kind of just like, it just kind of feels like a little unfair to the actors and directors where it's like, if you're gonna do it, then what... like the Russo brothers were not directing Don Cheadle to act like he wasn't actually Colonel James Rhodes, and Correct. so therefore that's cheap. That's that cheapens it for me because it's like you could tell me now that that was a scroll, but like no, it wasn't. Like I know that it wasn't when it was made, and so you just you have to do more to sell me on it than just yeah yada yada yada. He was a scroll then.
0: There's an element of it that is a the next guy will take care of it type of deal where you almost wonder what are the conversations? um, What are the notes being passed between, um, you know, producers and and stuff like that? Like, I I, I do wonder because James Gunn has talked about this before as to like, he had to have a real talk with Taika about the, the love and thunder thing with the guardians. Like, okay, let's kind of not make them this and let's just limit it to this. And then even on top of that, like, The killing off Gamora thing, James Gunn was like, "Wait, what? (laughs) Like, what what are we doing here? Like, it's it's like it's stuff it's stuff like that. Like, it there is a the next guy will handle this type of deal that maybe might not be the best idea if you want to have the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe where everything is tied in and everything connects. And I think it was said earlier by by you guys." Like, this is the problem with having a connected universe when everybody's not on the same page and you have stuff like this where it is, Jake, you present a very fair question as the roadie thing. I mean, Rod, you too, in terms of he comes into the series a completely different person overall. So... I mean, I think of, I don't even have to go back and watch. I remember those scenes, all of them. And there is no real, like, intimation where you could say, you could put your finger on it and be like, eh, that's different. No, it's not. It's like, it's Rody being Rhodey. So for them to have such a drastic shift, it, is, it leads you to believe that there's a question. But then I go back and think, try and think like them, this is something that they would do. And this is something that it feels it's it feels honestly it feels very Warner Brothers y, DC ish for for them to do something like this in that manner. So yeah. however this goes, uh I don't know. There'll be some years right now, like this like I said at the top, this whole thing is a lot more in flux than people will either want to admit or even how we would even think. Based off of what, I also may know have to window. wonder
2: how yeah. much of like the writer strike and stuff because people, I think people think of the writer strike like, oh, things aren't being made anymore right now and it's going to be a delay for new things. It's also like people anticipating, we're not going to have time for all this, like uh, the way they tried to shoot Deadpool, where they were just like, we're not yeah. ad-libbing anymore. We're just going to shoot what's on the page and figure it out on the back end, you know, and I think this felt like somewhat rushed and edited in a choppy way that maybe a few rewrites could have, could have, could have helped a couple, you know, like maybe they felt they were up against the clock and I I hate to speculate so much, but I'm honestly wondering what happened because to me, this is, you know, this is not as good as the other series. I think even if you liked it, you you probably, this probably, you still, if you were, let's say you liked it, there's probably other series you like more. Why did you mm-hmm. like those ones more than this one, right? Because we have to like to me, there has to be some ad- ad- admitting that this one was not as good as the uh, as the as your fave, yeah. whatever your fave is. Why wasn't it as good? And I wonder if um, some of this was just rushed, like production words. Because to me, the writing was the weakest part. It was. Like oh, I know, whatever. people say virtual, you know, special effects and all that stuff. But
1: no, they've great. had
2: shows with bad special effects before that I actually like enjoyed. But I was like, man, the special effects weren't
1: that great. She but Hulk this a- doesn't look good most of right. the time, and it's my favorite MCU show. So exactly. like, you know, let me tell you that the exactly. way that
0: they wrote that show—I mean, Jake says it all the time—they wrote it like a TV show. And- it's the only yeah. one that they have.
2: Yes, I loved it, and um and like i said i love most marvel stuff so i'm not yeah. even that hard yeah. of a critic man yeah. like,
1: so the I, show, our show is called marvel cinematic university yeah we, like the way i always say to people is that like i treat the mcu like a sports team that i root for yeah. i want like this year i want the new york jets to be good if they're yeah. not good i'm not going to pretend they are but i really will i want them to be good i'm not rooting against them and so like when i am like come on guys what the hell are you doing you know like That says everything. Like, I, you know, I I really want them to find out. I want them to adjust. I want them to see the ways that other things have succeeded because I don't want this to go away because I like it a lot and I think it's a fun thing to have. But it's just like a thing that I thought when I was in the theater for Oppenheimer is that uh, I assume assume both of you have seen it since you've been to the movie theater recently. Have you seen the trailer for the new movie uh, The Creator? um yes yes. Uh, john david washington you saw the trailer for that how crazy that looks that movie cost 90 million dollars and so that is the thing i'm just wondering it's like i I think every person who is involved in the mcu should have to see that trailer and be like you have to explain why what we are doing is more expensive than this because i think that the writing being bad is so much in tandem with the things getting expensive because everything gets reshot everything gets re-edited when you are willing to spend this much money when when you're when your idea is just we'll just get going and throw money at the problem later the writing will always be bad because the writing is not finished when you start shooting so when you have a script like the creator i imagine the creator was the script was completely finalized when the movie was started because they're like we need to keep this at 90 million dollars we can't change it and it feels like now these movies have like half a script and they're like, we'll write the new lines and post and CGI stuff to make it make sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think there's a level. There's definitely a level um, of a couple of things. One, I do think there is a level of, of paranoia that Marvel has had about the security and in the, in the leaks that are online, especially me as somebody being plugged in on that aspect as I am. you would be surprised at how like their security has really like tightened up as opposed to the last couple of years where where you found out literally every single thing relatively quickly and i would say that this is the first time in a long time since endgame that you, you're you're not hearing as much about certain projects and and what's happening on them and them ex- ex- it matching up
1: exactly. Can I ask you a question? Though? You up, yeah, go ahead. Because I think the thing the thing I always wonder is like I actually think Marvel's completely wrong if they think that security leaks hurt their bottom line. Like I just I actually just think that it's it stupid. Like the thing I always tell people is like everyone in their grandmother who cared to know knew that Toby and Andrew were in no way home. And guess what? It was their biggest fucking hit in years.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent correct on that. I do think it is a little bit of. I think what happens, and this is kind of what happens when you become the monolith, and everybody wants to take you down. And I think there, there is a there is a part of this too. Don't get me wrong. Secret Invasion was not good. We have said this a million times. It's not a good show. I do, however, do see the the there is zeal. For this not being good and there are a lot of folks who are looking to see the end and i'm not talking i'm not just talking about like regular person on twitter or any of the social media app i'm talking about like executives i'm talking about studio people studio people have wanted we've heard directors talk about it we've heard a lot of people actors too, talk about it they want to see this shit go down and if anything like you have stuff like this there is a zeal and that's like anything it's just yeah. like sports where you have a dynasty running things for a long time people want to see something new the barbenheimer yeah. thing is a perfect perfect example of that somebody i mean you you get the you get these random paragraph think pieces on well we don't need more sequels from ip anymore because look at this this specific yeah. one time event that you probably won't see again And it's just you have to look at these things for what they are and and in that perspective. So that's why, to me, there's just so many things going on at the moment that have allowed this to turn into what it is. And now I do think that they can stop it. I do think that they can change it. But they kind of have to want to change it. They have to get back to the effort and the... And kind of like some of the honestly like old school way that they were doing stuff at the beginning in terms of building well, this out.
2: I find that interesting yeah. because Bob Iger gave horrible interviews about the strike. Yeah. But one thing that he said that I did find like that's kind of interesting when he's like, We doing too much with the Marvel and mm-hmm. Star Wars and like putting it in the factory and just putting out as much content as possible. We need to slow down so that we get the quality of the shows tip top so that when people, you know, I think they want to be kind of like Apple where like, you know, no, we don't have every show, but mm-hmm. people come here and they, they're they thinking prestige, you know, yeah. uh, the HBO model. And I think there's something to that because, um, as these shows are becoming more niche and becoming more, um, b level c level as far as your your actors and your um just the production and the quality of the characters from the mcu like as much as i love these characters and i and i'm and i honestly i'm probably more of a fervent supporter of marvel universe now than i was when it first started because it's gotten so it's gotten so much more diverse i
1: yeah. feel
2: more protective of it i want it to be good yeah. and i'm not gonna lie if something's bad but I'm more likely to be like, no, nah, no, nah, hold up, man. You're shitting on Ms. Marvel. And no, that's the first time that a Muslim woman superhero's got a chance to be on the on the stage. So I'm not going to just, you know, throw it out because it's not Captain America. It, was, it wasn't Captain America in the comic book. So mm. it wasn't expected to be. And so maybe we have to lower our expectations. But the other thing, too, is like things are what I like to call Marvel bad. Mm-hmm. So I watch a lot of stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. what all y'all watch. I watch a lot of stuff. Jackson's I watch every CW show. CW mm-hmm. shows are just bad, bad. When the CW yeah. show is bad, it's 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 unforg- It's like waste of time, trash. You didn't try, you know. These are Marvel bad shows where I'm like, like, like you said, it's got zeal, it's got zest, it's got something to it that'll. I will watch Sam Jackson and Don Cheadle. Do a bunch of black thing to each other just to be like that was a cool scene, you know. But yeah, it, it's but it's Marvel bad. It's not right. this is not the quality we were getting before, and I think that's okay to say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 I, I, oh, oh, and I think that you've mentioned that actors and directors and executives don't want them to succeed, and I think that it's easy to get like protective, like they just don't want you. Know, but I think that almost all of the criticisms that they have are correct in a lot of ways, and I don't course, think they always yeah. were true. That like I think that if marvel is going to succeed in whatever new wave of hollywood is coming because no matter what happens with the writers and actor strike there i think we're at the end of this era of big franchises dominating everything not that there won't still be franchises but i think that clearly there's just been too many times where these movies have not succeeded that um it's there's definitely going to be some type of sea change that like I think you both need to win back over audiences and need to win back over Hollywood. And it's like, if they keep making movies eighty percent in indoor spaces in Atlanta, I think the MCU has three or four years left. Like, I mean, like if they keep making movies with a young director that Kevin Feige can outrank, the MCU has three or four years left. If you know what I mean, like all these things that they're doing, the, that it's the classic thing. In, in, like the classic parable in ev- that applied to every part of life is the closer, the harder you grip something, the more likely it is to explode on itself. And it feels like now more than ever, there's just the tightest grip where like anything that's even, like James Gunn got grandfathered in with Guardians 3, but it feels like th- there's just the way they do things it's like mcdonald's I uh, that marvel used to be like five guys where it was a burger chain but it was like really mm-hmm. good burgers it's now mm-hmm. becoming more and more like mcdonald's where it's like the quality is just not good enough because they're afraid of ch- of chancing anything and it's like if you don't t- if they don't start taking chances I, the audience just won't keep coming because why like why bother like especially as these characters are not ones we've been with for 10 years like i, I keep saying like if the marvels is bad or like, just like average, I think that that is going to be like in 10 years, we will say the beginning of the end of the MCU because that is a movie that uh, the, the characters in it are not beloved enough for people to see it just because it has to be good for people to see it. And I think, yep, that and if and if you put a gun to my head, my opinion is I just just based on the way that the MCU has been of late, especially with you know th- directors who are newer, like Nita Costa has you know two feature mm-hmm. films under her belt. Like, my guess is that. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Feige muscled her around and didn't let her make a movie she wanted to make in his average. Like, and if that's the case, then like they're screwed. And I honestly don't really feel that bad for them because they keep, they keep just, once again, I just can't, I can't, I just watching behind the scenes videos of Barbie and it's like, oh my God, these people are on these real sets and that's why it looks so fucking good. And then looking at any Marvel scene where it's like, this looks like goop at worst and like bland (laughs) at best. It's like, oh yeah, because they're too afraid to get a paparazzi shot to shoot on an actual set.
0: Yeah, uh, Jake, it, it, it's so funny. Like, we came about the same point in two completely different ways. But you couldn't be more correct on there's a chance that this is the beginning of the downfall. And it's like, you see you see it because, again, I can't say this enough. The fact that they put out this show and were like, all right, cool, we good that's what that is a, that is a big neon warning sign to me that and especially with the stuff that i've heard about echo and the 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 big specter of loki i can't say it enough loki was the show that everybody talks about as in this is the crown jewel this is the this is the show that we really liked it was a it was the six episode thing is like we hate six episodes, but they still found a way to nail it. But then you have this large specter over what are they going to do with Kang and what are, and how does that go and what does that whole thing mean to fans and how people are going to receive that all of that stuff. It's it's a very it's a very fair question for people to have. Like, what the hell is going to happen? This is I where do, we are I do right now. Say so, yeah, yes.
2: TV show wise, I I have enjoyed these shows though. Like I know. It sounds yeah. like you know they're like, uh, I I think when you combine the movies, in, like it gets a little shaky for folks, you know, because I I think even the movies are starting to be like, like I enjoyed um I enjoyed um uh the the Doctor Strange sequel, but I know I was a lot just of people some, I that was hate. it. had that on the brain, I mean, That's that's one yeah. where
1: I think that I very I i think that that's a very divisive movie and i actually feel like yeah. that's the rare movie that the more someone likes most of the mcu the less likely they are to, like novels versus madness like that's the one that like yeah. the film twitter bros will like that movie actually is good you yeah, know I, I love, love
2: so i love though i love that movie i love most of the mcu stuff and mm-hmm. so i i have a little bit different of a take i do feel like some of these directors are getting to like put their stamp on it like it doesn't feel boilerplate to me like the series feel different to me. Miss Marvel feels different than She-Hulk, mm-hmm. than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, than Loki, than WandaVision. It's one of the things I like about it is that I didn't think Marvel would allow people to do this. When we were coming off of, like, Captain America, I was like, oh, every movie's gonna kind of be Captain America from here on out, because they need a mm-hmm. vision and a complete thing. And uh, I like that they let people get weird and different, you know? Uh, the The Guardians fucking Christmas special is just like such a like sweet yeah. funny thing like love letter like so i like these things. oh werewolf
0: by night too let me not yeah forget like that. these are that very weird
2: awesome. thi- moon knight is such a weird thing to even try to do it's so yeah. like like these are the ideas that i feel like if they were truly the corporate heartless soulless people that that we demagogue them as they'd be like no don't make that shit make captain america 7 like 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 just keep giving them the same thing and and so i do like this this one actually feels like what people have been saying was gonna happen like this this one actually does feel like decisions were made that had nothing to do with this series i think
1: this coupled with quantum mania are the two Yeah, quantum mania yes yeah because I think yeah. they both, they are both the bad writing aspect and the bad visual aspect. They, that, yes, those are the two harbingers of like, and partially Love and Thunder, but I think that that was mostly yeah. just Taika not wanting to do the movie. Right. Um, but like, the <laughs> Quantum Mania and Secret Evasion are the two where it's like, right, every criticism that film Twitter has of the MCU, I just have to hold my hands up and say, 100% right. Said, you know, yeah, these are the, said, ones, wait, said, these right. are the ones I you said, can't defend.
0: Yeah, I said, right, I said it the day, I I said it yesterday after I watched the episode. I was like, hey, man, I ain't a hot take person about this at all. Yeah, Like, I'm usually very measured. I have a lot of perspective, all these things, the history of the show, whatever. If y'all want to go ahead, today is the day. Go ahead. And also, and like,
2: the other thing, too, is like, if this is the start of like, just like, it's going to go downhill and it's going to be more feeling like this than it was before that's fine they had a good run like it's not like Yo, like things in years they're, they're 15 things, years we've, we've literally never yeah. seen anything like this before hey,
1: something I can, I can break back out i have a google doc of alternative names to change our show to if the mcu goes down i mean we, i can open that up
2: yeah i mean look i so i'm not like as i wouldn't be bitter about it things do come to yeah. an end they run their course i'm i'm gonna keep watching this stuff as long as they put it out because I, i'm just that I go back that far with these characters and these stories. But, Same. you know, looking at this slate of stuff that's coming up, like, I hope they're good, but, you know, yeah. I would understand if they're not. And and if they're not, then we just, you know, we, they'll they'll do that thing where they don't put a movie out for four or five years and then they'll reboot it and maybe that's how we get the X-Men and Dr. Doom or something. There's, they own everything. Now they can restart it any way they want. So I, I'm not as concerned about, like, the future of the mcu in that type of way i feel like something happened in our lives over the last 15 years to where we as fans became like stockholders in teams instead of just like fans of i want to go see a good movie it's like i don't i should not know what your budget was and i also don't give a damn you could have told me that's my role yeah if you told me this is Mm a billion dollars it wouldn't matter Mm -hmm. if it didn't feel like it doesn't feel good to watch so there's no amount of money that justifies that. And I don't want to ding you for it. Like, I'm glad you spent the money and, and, and invested and thought that you were going to. But it didn't work out, buddy. So you're you're over the salary cap. Got to figure something out. And I think that that aspect of it is something I'm not as interested in. And I think a lot of critics, movie critics and stuff like, which I am a movie critic, but a lot of movie criticism is turning it that too. It's a That's lot true. more like a holistic view of it as a business. I'm just talking about yeah. the product. This product yeah, is the not product
1: good. Yeah, and and uh, the reason I always bring up the budget is honestly because I think that there is often a correlation between a oversized budget and a thing being a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I just feel like. Well, it's I mean, weird, also, yeah. though,
2: right? Because we didn't find out the budget until after everybody was like, this shit ain't good. Like, no yeah, normally you true. get yeah. that up front to be like, "There well, had reshoots.
1: TV and movies generally, but yeah, I think that like, I I don't like how big the budgets have to be if they're good, but I think that ultimately, if the MCU is going to succeed, if they're going to keep going, I think they need to find a happy, a, a happy medium with how big these things are, because it just, it is unfeasible for a movie to make $600 million and then to be like, right. oof, I don't know if this is a success. Like, that's just not a yeah. feasible way of running a. And, and
2: Jake, <laughs> I just, the thing, the only reason I wanted to point out the budget thing is not, yeah. it's not a knock at your in any way. It's more, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more like someone wanted us to know at that point. Right,
1: exactly. Why? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Like, four weeks into the show, y'all, because I don't know the budget for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know the budget right. for Loki y'all wanted us. y'all thought this was y'all were like someone was like this is a flop and we need to put somebody on front street about how much this cost there's like there's there's things moving behind the scenes on this
0: absolutely and that kind of speaks to the that speaks to my point of yeah there is a there is a decent percentage of people who kind of want to see this go down and this was a great this was a great um few weeks for Mm -hmm. those people um yeah. And it's just kind of interesting to see the sea change on that uh, over the last couple of years. And it'll be interesting to see how the how the movie business continues to evolve over like following the strike. I think Jake is right. This is this is the end of an era. And I mean, it's if it is, it's cool. I mean, things change. That's life. Yeah. It it it, it, they it had always a great run. They had a it was great It's a great run. Uh, like a all-time you, know? you never see it again. You will never see this again. Yeah, and more stuff is
2: coming out. So, like, there is a chance that they get it together. There's a lot of pressures and stuff that they're dealing with. That you know, as an industry, that we're you know, to us, we're just like, hey, put it on my TV and let me watch. Right. But for them, you know, money wise, star talent wise, story wise, diversity wise, I appreciate what they're trying to do because I really do think like it's important some of the work they're doing too with especially Absolutely. with these these off the quote unquote beaten path heroes i really think is if there's a way to get this right and they will behoove them to get these things right because i don't just see a slate of tv shows coming up when i see echo you're talking about a person that's hearing disabled hmm, ironheart yep. young black girl from chicago you know agatha that's a woman led one daredevil obviously you know uh uh matt murdoch can't see like there, like there's stuff here where like we're getting to the diverse heroes and now y'all this ain't the time to drop the ball i need y'all to pick it back up
0: of course for for every secret invasion we have a miss marvel where we have the partition episode and yeah. so there's there is while there are plenty of reasons to be either annoyed or or upset about the way the secret invasion went I do still think like overall like the Disney Plus shows yeah of course they've been hit or miss but I think in terms of enjoyment yeah Rod I generally agree with you I mean going back and thinking about the episodes that that Jake and I have done with Jerome and then it, us by ourselves and with all of these uh, wonderful people who've come to talk with us is that I mean, for them for the most part for the majority we've enjoyed this and I think yeah. that that is the one thing that hits different here is because it's just not something that you felt like you enjoyed. And yeah. that is a sign that, hey, maybe we that's, gotta... For me,
2: that's a new look, thing.
0: I typically yeah, enjoy this it stuff. It feels weird. This is weird. A,
2: this yeah. the first time I really felt like a series was a slog, where, like, Wednesday came, and I'm like, oh, I, oh, it's out? Oh, Damn, yeah, I gotta I watch so I
0: gotta this and watch do it. the show. Get, get ready for the <laughs> it, show tomorrow. Truly,
1: I was only watching these because I do the show. Like, I probably would yeah. watch it all the... But, like, I just, it was not interested in watching it week to week. And even with like Fathor and their soldier, which I was very critical of the end of, at yeah. least it had propulsive plot elements that I cared about. There was know? very
0: entertaining stuff. And also they put, I mean, I think, listen, Sam became Captain America. And then on top of that, I thought Bucky, the character stuff from work with him was really good. So there were things that you can look yeah. at there. And say that they they move they got things done so and like that part, i yeah. i
2: love that i love that series I, I you know very controversial obviously but i actually like the finale um because it felt like at least the writing led the characters to where if you were frustrated with the decisions they were making the decisions they made at the end were the same kind of fr- like Yo, you right. really believe in this shit. Yeah, that but, is true. So, Sam really didn't change. Right. But then you look at, like, Sam Jackson in his joint, and you're like, wait, you making out with your wife and going back to space like this is a rom- rom-com? What is this? This is not Sam Jackson. <laughs> that we we were introduced to, like, a shifty spy who would do the Ugh. dirty things to get it done. This is not it. So I, I, I think there's a level of disappointment I haven't felt in a while yeah.
0: with a, a Marvel show
2: marvel absolutely
0: probably. um one last secret invasion note on the plot in this episode so rod you mentioned earlier about president ritson and give me a gun give me a gun that's shit had me <laughs> black had me dying um <laughs> his turn um towards the end and making the scrolls uh Enemy number one, making anybody off planet. Enemy number one. What did you think of that? That uh, look at I face?
2: think it's just <laughs> dumb, man. I just it don't seem well thought out. It feels like the kind of thing where they needed they. It feels like the kind of thing where they wanted that to be a general rule in the MCU at the end of this series, and they were like, "Well, however we we get there, we just get there." And if it's just literally this dude basically on a whim goes from you know uh go, goes to like full build a wall we're just gonna we're just gonna that, roll with that
1: that's because I, that- I thought he was gonna say the scrolls they're not sending their best right
2: there's a caravan of scrolls they're coming to america like also like he not president of the world like this man <laughs> declared war on all aliens on the earth dog i just and like i think there was a way. To actually nail this in this thing that would this would have worked. It just would have required them making the scrolls infiltrate everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. Being and then it like it doesn't work with just like one dude being the scroll Turker Carlson. You need to have <laughs> yes. a bunch like, like when the yeah. Secret Service people were getting like uh shot by um um by Fury and um um so, yeah. uh Yeah, what they should have been turning to scrolls. They should have been turning to scrolls. So we'd be like, "Yo, they really run this shit." And then you, then when the president is like, "Mm mm," all Mm -hmm. scrolls, all of them got to go. There's like a feeling there of like, "Yo, this was an epic conclusion. The scrolls were a big threat that we never understood in the MCU until today. And it took Secret Invasion to show us like how big. But instead, you kill all your big bads." We the, the every every human is just dumb, right? <laughs> every human in the show is just dumb. They they were just used by the scrolls, but they didn't know any of the plans. And and so, uh, yeah, you end with these reveals that to me, um, they they were very disappointing.
0: And then Fury just just wipes his hands. And is like, all right, I'm out. Peace. Back to space. <laughs> That's it. Unbelievable, man. Oh, Secret Invasion! What a show! I, I, I Unbelievable time. Doing this series and, and these pods were so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. I, I I say this all the time, man. When the content is good, we do a good show. When the content is not, oh boy, we do some barn burners. And this was a lot. Of, <laughs> this was a lot of fun to to talk about. Uh, Rod, I wanna I wanna thank you for for joining us on this episode and throughout these last four. Uh, was this was fun. A lot of Thanks fun. for having yeah. me, man. Of course, of course. Uh yeah, friend of the show and yeah, we'll 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 get you back on. Yeah, what, I actually what, wasn't
1: last week I wasn't able to congratulate you for joining the Five Timers Club. I'd say it's a prestigious club, but Michael Springthorpe is in it, so how prestigious could it be? <laughs> oh,
0: <ouch. laughs> salute the Mike. That's uh that's fine. That's, yeah, I mean damn, Springthorpe got taken out <laughs> bang bong. Um but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, Rod. Uh we definitely have to we definitely have to uh keep this wonderful relationship going. This was a lot Absolutely, of fun. Man, and, uh, hit
2: me up next next what well, I don't know what's next, but hit me up,
0: man. We'll well, we'll yeah, not when Loki me. rolls around, October. Loki will be yeah. rolling around. We will definitely hit your line. Um and and we will see. Cause this the I, to me, this is this is where it gets interesting. This is nah. the where you, you will be really looking out for what happens with not only Loki as a show. But the you know the headline you know, figure of it, I, yeah. I
2: never What's even up? thought about it until now. But it is amazing the MCU survived the Me Too with no real like casualties, yeah. yeah of 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 like any actors or characters or like any any abuse allegations on set anything like that came through Shining
1: and. But this then, brother might take him down.
2: <laughs> I, I honestly think,
1: I suspect, because a lot has been written about how basically Robert Downey Jr. has kind of set the tone of like the no assholes policy on set. And I'm not yeah. saying that he's solely responsible for it, but it is a it is coincidental that the moment he's gone. Right. <laughs> but like beyond <laughs> the stuff he did, because beyond this, because the thing about the MCU two is that the, well, you mentioned there really were no, never stories about anyone being horrible on set. Right. Like, and you hear those all the time. And yeah. so even no matter what Jonathan Majors did or didn't do mm-hmm. uh, in a domestic situation, he was an asshole on set. And that was the thing you never heard about before. Never heard it. In the
0: Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. That
2: is what. Yeah, we're gonna see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are gonna see what happens with that. But yes, right. We definitely will be talking to you uh, during that time period. Uh, Let the people know where we can find you and find what you do.
2: Uh, yes. So I'm writing for this podcast called Drape Toe Maniacs Unshackled History. It's about Black history, but it's like a comedic lens. So you're learning a lot. It's still very like tragic history i mean it's america you know how it works but uh you know we wrote some fun things that i think no one's done anything like this before so check that out my podcast i do with my wife is called the black guy who tips we do it five days a week it's a comedy show pop culture show we talk about current events everything uh so check that out as well uh you can also check out uh um Game theory. So if you if you want if you still got Max, you know, go check yes. that out. We got we wrote some good stuff. I'm proud of, and uh, yeah, that's. Oh, and then I forgot. My Twitter is Rodimus Prime, so you can always follow me on social or X, whatever we're calling Twitter now. No, it's, Twitter. it's
1: Twitter. Don't even don't. Okay. Yeah, it's like, always gonna be Twitter. Okay, yeah, so I Twitter. Pay, follow I me, pay, I me on Twitter. Dude, don't mind.
0: All right. Can't even there get can't even get the the shit off the building. I mean, right.
2: <laughs> what happened? I'll be there till the ship burns <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> same here same here yeah. appreciate you rod um and and jake where can we follow you sir
1: you can follow me on twitter at the Jay christie uh i am on blue sky at Jake christie but i'm not really going to be on there until it becomes the default and or every time i log on someone's not scolding someone about the way they post that's just it's just an app of scolds honestly it's like all these people <laughs> like i saw someone complain you know obviously you, everyone knows drill everyone knows twitter user drill yeah he got on blue sky and said posting and people start getting angry at him like he's he assumes that people are gonna follow him just because he was big on twitter he has to build a following here what the hell are you saying what do you anyway
0: this guy's already <laughs>
1: pissing me off that's like like it's crazy how twitter is just like by accident is still the best one right uh, but yeah <laughs> by anyway accident.
0: that's incredible stuff yeah. that's incredible stuff Call me
1: wherever listen to it. i'll love it first like i don't know if i said that whatever
0: you didn't, but yes, yes, go listen to that with Andre Barrera. Shout out to Andre. Um, all right. So you can follow me on the Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University Pod there. Uh MC University Pod on Instagram. MC University Podcast on the YouTube. YouTube, subscribe, check it out, all those good things. I mentioned the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com slash MC University Pod. Remember. We are uh, me and Jake are, are are looking at how we're gonna do the the mailbag situation. We will we're not doing a secret invasion mailbag. We are we are shifting gears. We will be doing some different stuff over the next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, I
1: just don't. I don't. We're uh, just you, not. Just yeah. not.
0: Just not doing it. Um, like, cause
1: I would the questions be worth answering? No, probably not. No, <laughs> yeah, probably not.
0: So and and it's and the our listeners always give us great questions so I appreciate them absolutely. And if the if, show didn't feel if anything,
2: didn't feel that the questions were worth answering,
0: yeah, right? No, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. If you have, I'll say this: if you have yeah. any like real, real thoughts you want to get off, mm. hit the voice line, and we'll play them yeah. on. Uh, we'll play them on a on a future episode. And if you have MC questions, University you want to ask us, we gmail. do.
1: Com. We do the subscriber mailbag every month. So that's for patrons. But honestly, like, we all answer serious questions there too. I mean, we mostly answer questions about, like, how scrolls have sex or whatever, but we do answer serious <laughs> questions occasionally.
0: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, like I said, we we are endeavoring to start getting the patrons on the mailbag. So if that is something that a, a prospective joiner of the Patreon may want to be interested in, just uh, hanging out with us on a, on a future episode. That will be that will be cool too if you'd like to join and yeah, uh, five star review on every platform, Spotify, Apple, the whole nine yards. And appreciate everybody for listening and supporting. Oh, also by the way, I do have to say this. Yes, follow me on TikTok at Anthony Canton One. He's great. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try building this uh, this uh this uh PSA Postman stuff because mm-hmm. I I, th- I think I got something cooking with that. You do. So we'll so we'll so we'll 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 see we'll see how it goes. But in the meantime. For Rod and Jake, I'm Anthony Canton III. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time and definitely not about Secret of